got friends, only wanna talk business. I got expenses, cause when these expenses, I got expenses, cause when these expenses. I've been getting all the work, I've been getting all the work, and I've been shutting down the stars. And welcome to Put That Copy Down, the freight sales show for closers. My name is Kevin Hill. I'm your host today. And we're going to talk about sales strategies when the market turns. I think the market's turning right now. We're seeing lower freight volumes. We're seeing lower tender rejections. We're seeing capacity kind of open up and loosen. So it's going from an operation standpoint to a sales standpoint. And that's always uh, you know, a volatile time when, when you're in sales in a freight brokerage is to move to, to where if you can just cover the freight, you're going to get new customers yeah. to, you know, basically a race to the bottom sometimes in, in, in rates and, and really showing service and value in long-term relationships. I got Ryan Schreiber over here from Metafora joining me today to talk about that. He's in town. He's in Chattanooga today. So we're going to talk about sales with Ryan, with Ryan Schreiber. Thanks for having me, man. You know, it's always fun to come in here and chop it up. Yeah. It, it is. So Metaphor, formerly Carrier Direct, what do you guys do? So we're a consultant. Uh, we work exclusively in supply chain, uh, transportation, and logistics. Uh, we work with companies like Covenant in town, which is you know, part of the reason that we're here. Nolan Transportation Group, you know, companies like that. So, you know, and I, I as you, you already know, and, and some, most of the folks who are watching this, I've been in the industry for 12, 15 years at this point, and so... I've seen uh, seen several of the swings, and and uh, we'll talk kind of through kind of some of the strategies that that we've seen really work well. And, and this has been a wild swing. I mean, if you do, I was doing a webinar for for Redwood Logistics just uh, earlier this afternoon, and you do comps from 2019 pre-pandemic to 2021, and expectations for 2022. I mean, is you know in that survey, yeah, people were saying their transportation costs had gone up. Shippers, you know, their transportation costs have gone up, you know, anywhere from 25% to 80% yeah. during this time period. Yeah, I mean, it's been insane, right? I mean, it's been unprecedented. And it feels like every time there's a, a dramatic market swing, we say that, right? I mean, in 2018, uh, with the ELD mandate, we were saying the same thing. Never seen anything like this. You know, it's never going to go back to the way that it was. And then the bloodbath that was 2019. And so... You know, the market's constantly moving. It's always going to be that way. The good news is, as an intermediary, which most of the folks who are watching this show are, there's strategies and ways to make money no matter what's happening in the market. The key for a broker is actually that the market's moving, whether it's moving up or moving down, because you're just working on the arbitrage and the margins. So you know, we'll obviously talk more about that today. But when the market moves, it's actually just about kind of where you focus your energy, where you focus your attention, and how you're going to market, either with your shippers or with your transportation yeah. partners. If you're a freight broker, you're much like a stock broker. Yep. Volatility is really good for you. Yeah, absolutely. Pricing moving up and down and having better information than everybody else out there, yeah. which a, a broker should always know because he knows all the angles. Absolutely. Or she knows all the angles, right? Yeah. So when, when, you, when you take volatility, like in a down market, you have your agreed upon rates. We'll sure. call them contract rates sure. or paper rates, whatever we want to call them, right? right? Agreed upon rates that you have. The spot market's falling. Your margin's going to come up. Yeah, potentially. I mean, the key here is absolutely to think about your book of business a lot more like a stock portfolio, Kevin, as you mentioned, right? You talked about uh, uh, being on Wall Street, right? And so the, the, the real key is to think about 
differ, uh, excuse me, uh, to, to think about diversity in your portfolio, right? So if you have exclusively uh, contract business or you have exclusively spot business, you're definitely at risk more when the market moves. And so what you want is diversity within that portfolio and then to sell to the risk profile of, of your own business and if you're an individual contributor to, to, to your book of business and what you want to aim for and then to move with the market, right? So to the extent that rates are falling, you want to try and just, just like you've been trying to lock in capacity at committed rates for a while, you want to try and lock in your customers. And that's, that's going to be a constant give and take, a constant pull, but that's the key. Absolutely. So, so if I want to take market share, right? I want to expand my book of business. Maybe not take my existing book right. and, and put it on the shelf. We'll talk about it in just a second. But if I want to go out and get new customers, increase my market share in a falling rate environment, how do I go about doing that? Yeah, it's all about speed of information, and you talked about that, Kevin. Like these, the speed of information is absolutely the key to decision making, and so. Uh, it, it all depends on kind of where we are from a micro perspective within any one of these shifts and uh, with what your customer opportunities are, right? And so data is absolutely the key. What your customers are moving, uh, what lanes they're moving, getting that information in your qualification process is what's going to allow you to later go back and target the right opportunities in a deflationary rate environment. You kind of go to, to, to customers or, or shippers, I guess they're not customers yet, right? You go to prospects, you, you talk to them about a falling rate environment. Mm -hmm. You're going to really hype that up because the, the, the brokerages that they're probably using right now, they have agreed upon sure. rates. And those brokers don't want to pull those rates down. No, definitely not. So, so you want to attack that, that falling rate environment. Is that what you want to do? Not necessarily, right? I mean... Everybody who's watching this show, you and I, like we've sold a lot of freight. And, and if you immediately go to, I can be the cheapest service provider, right? The the easiest accounts to get the cheapest, and the easiest accounts to get are the worst accounts to have, because if it was that easy for you to get in, that's absolutely going to be the case when. When rates go up, they're going to be looking to kick you to the curb. And when rates go down again, they're going to be looking to kick you to the curb, right? Because you haven't created anything with that customer, with that prospect that is of value. I mean, on the first episode of this show, Kevin, one of the things that you and Dooner talked about and that, you know, I, I was texting you about it after I first watched it was <laughs> show value before you ask for value. And yeah. so the at immediate if you've done that if you've been doing that with your customers i mean listen you've got to focus on closing you've got to go back to closing at some point but you've hypothetically laid the foundation that says my value is in something else other than rate but now we can have that rate conversation because rates are going down because you understand the other value that i bring to you from an educational perspective or whatever it might be yeah, and I think as a, as a freight broker, information is the, the greatest value you can share. Because mm -hmm. you're seeing the entire market. Yeah, absolutely. You, your customers are only seeing what they're shipping out. Really, your carriers are only seeing the network that they're playing in. Right. They, they don't really have the full, complete picture right. of the market. But as an intermediary or a freight broker, yeah. you should have a more holistic picture of that. Well, and that's where the liquidity in your capacity network really comes into play. Like, do you have the right capacity or do you just have capacity? 
And so in terms of going back to your customers, the first thing that you know, we've seen be really successful and that really resonates with customers, both in you know, mm -hmm. kind of our business and then in our past, is talking about to your customers, hey, listen, for the last two years, uh, for the last year and a half, whatever, you know, from your customer segmentation they've been dealing with, you've had to put up with whatever capacity would show up. If there was a truck that would bump the dock, you'd deal with that. But we as an organization have the right capacity. We have quality capacity. And so if you have invested in your carrier relationships, if you've invested in, in building liquidity in your capacity network that don't just come from the public boards, that aren't just miles and money carriers, and you're able to speak intelligently about the services that they provide and why it matters to your customers, you're starting to create value that's more than the rate per mile that you pay to the truck. And that's gonna be true both on your customers, both to your customers and to your shipper, to your carrier customers as well. So that's a really good point. You know, I'm gonna pick this up, talking about quality of capacity. Yep. Because we've gone through two years yeah. of just getting any capacity that, that you can get in, we'll worry about it later. Yeah, absolutely. Really repositioning, not talking about rates, right. but talking about quality, you know, it's time to sit down with your customer and say, hey, let's talk about quality of capacity. Right. Capacity is becoming easier to get. We can go up the food chain. We can make sure to put a portfolio of carriers that are quality, on-time service. Sure. You talk about those KPIs, those key metrics. Let's start having that conversation because this is really where we can get out ahead of everybody else in the market and make sure we lock down carriers that are going to perform well for your customers yeah. instead of playing catch up yeah, afterwards. Well, I mean, I mean, what I would say to that too, Kevin, is these are the important things. Is uh, the, the important concept here is it doesn't matter what's going on from a rate perspective. Mm -hmm. What matters is what type of business are you building. So everything that we're talking about right now matters whether we're in an inflationary rate environment or we're in a deflationary rate environment. Mm -hmm. But most companies only care about talking about it when we're in a deflationary rate environment. They lose sight of the fact that as an intermediary, all you're doing, not all you're doing, but your core value prop is the ability to bring capacity to your customers and resell that capacity. Now, you're building other service offerings around that that are value add, but you have to be, this is table stakes and you have to be able to do that, right? And so you have two customers in any transaction if you're an intermediary. You have a shipper and you have a carrier. And, and so all of these things really, really matter no matter what's happening. And, and you should always be talking about it. And, and, but then to your point, now, now we can go back and have those conversations with our customers and start to win just like before, we were worried about just getting any trucks. Mm -hmm. And now we want to avoid a situation where we just, just get any customer. No, at any point you can say, at any point it's important to consider, do I have the right customers? That, that are, and is this business priced appropriately for me to make money from a cost to serve perspective? Mm -hmm. and, and then the same is true on the carrier side. Are these the right carriers for this? And am I effectively managing my cost to serve my customers so that I'm profitable you know, to the net profit, not just the gross profit level. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, these are really things that you should and can be doing no matter what happens with rates. So even if we're sitting here and we're wrong and rates aren't going to be deflationary over the next few months, we haven't hit that tipping point. This is a, this is a short part of the cycle. It's still important to do these things and talk about them and you still can employ these tips in your business.
So it doesn't matter what the market's doing. You should be doing the same thing yeah. every, day, every, every, every single day. Yeah, right? do the right thing. Yeah. Do the right thing. It doesn't matter what the market's doing, and that's part of, of being a broker or an intermediary, yeah, right? I mean, is, we, is that you want the volatility. And if you're doing the right things, you're going to make money off each side of the market. Absolutely. And what we see from the highest-performing organizations is that that's what they're doing, and that's what they're focusing on. That's what they're training on. That's, what they're, mm-hmm. that's, that's how they're managing and measuring their teams. That's what they're holding their teams accountable to. That's what they're, measure, that's what they're mm-hmm. reporting back to their customers in QBRs. They're having QBRs with their core carriers, right, which is the, not – Typical within the market. Quarterly business review? Yeah, quarterly business review okay. with their carriers, right? And they're trying they're creating an environment where capacity and uh, uh, capacity, uh, uh, trucking mm-hmm. capacity and pallets to be loaded on a truck type of capacity, those are those are created equal within their business. And so whether revenue goes down, whether load count goes down, whether gross profit goes down, or any of those things go up. Below the line in that net profit area, the stuff that really matters for building a good, sustainable business, that's always able to go up because you've built a good business around quality customers, quality carriers, a lower cost to serve. Everybody wants to talk negative. You know, in the industry, people talk negatively about Convoy and Uber and how they're buying market share. Mm-hmm. But you're not doing anything different than they are if you're not focused on those key metrics that, about the impacts of the cost to serve. Let's talk about a down market, and we're talking about customers, yeah. right? What, what, tell, what to tell, what to communicate to customers, how to do the right thing, mm-hmm. how to do the same thing. The fundamentals don't change, whether it's up or right. down. But, but let's, let's shift from that side of the transaction, the shipper side, the customer side, to the carrier side. Yeah, absolutely. So falling rate environment, volatility, what conversations should we be having with our core carriers to make sure that... Yeah. They stick with us through the, the downturn as well because we're going to probably be renegotiating down. Absolutely. If you're having a trouble having these conversations with your carriers, you probably have the wrong carrier base, right? I mean, and so, and or you've done the wrong things for the last mm-hmm. few years. And, and, and both of those things are absolutely solvable. So, like, I want to start there, right? I mean, it, it is a key indicator that you have the wrong carriers in your network or you haven't been doing the right stuff, if you can't or are struggling to have the conversation with those carriers about your book of business. So it starts with really understanding what a freight you have available, what your freight mix looks like, and it starts by having the conversation with your carrier, not around, hey man, rates are going down, let me slash your rates. You know, it, has, it, it starts with having conversations just like you do with your shipper customers about their business. What do they need to be successful? Not just what lanes do they move, what do they need to be successful? What matters to them? Yield obviously matters, driver utilization obviously matters, but what else matters? Mm-hmm. What, what else is their business built around that makes them successful? Where do they excel, where don't they excel? Not just what lanes do they move, where do they actually excel within those lanes, right? And what does their customer freight look like? What, what are some of those matches that you can make that are more powerful than just the rate per mile that you're paying to the truck? Mm-hmm. That's where you can start to have those conversations and they become more collaborative than just, I'm slashing your freaking rates and they're gonna shop to the next guy. Yeah, it becomes more collaborative. You have to add value before you can ask for value. And part of that value you're asking for Should we rename is... the show? No, I like okay. that I mean, I like down. that too, but uh, I'm just I like saying, that. I mean, you know. But, but yeah, you have to add value before you ask. So if you want to cut somebody's rate, you better add some value. Well, absolutely. 
for for that. Yeah, you know that that's this collaboration. And, and I think communication is also key. I mean, one of the one of the favorite sort of tactics that I used is when you're negotiating, you know, a lower rate. Don't just say my rate now is going to go from a thousand to nine fifty. Hey, man, you know. Rates have gone down on this lane broadly from 1,000 to 900. Mm -hmm. But like you're a core partner for us. And so like I'm not going to ask you to give me $1,000 back. I'm going to ask you to come down to 950. And you're still making $50 more than if you need to go find a new broker on the street. And, and I'm making $50 more than I was a couple weeks ago. And so like you're not, you know, if, mm -hmm. if, you, if you're not selling, that's sales. That's what sales is. It is. That's what sales is. It's... It's communicating the what, the why, the how, and not just, hey, man, here's how it's going to be, and then hang up the phone if you don't like it. Yeah, you're not going to have core carriers if, if that. No. Another thing that is going to happen when, when rates fall is that there's going to be a rebalancing of networks. Totally. Right? Because of shipping volumes on, on different lanes. So while you're cutting rates, that carrier partner is rebalancing their network trying to find find the sweet spot yeah, in, the, in a new environment, yep. right? So, so helping them out with that, learning about that, qualifying, yep. not really qualifying, but exploring. Yeah. Exploring what they need and then maybe shifting some freight over to, to the door as they rebalance. Well, you, you know, know, it's a creative solution. I'll tell you, here's what like 75 to 90% of the people who are watching this are saying. This is all great and, you know, I hear this all the time, but like then I'm betting on these carriers doing the same thing for me when the market goes the other way. And, and right, I mean, that's what they're saying at home. And, and, and the, that, that's another great, because that's what you just talked about. Hey, yeah. hey, you're gonna show these carriers that you care. And what, mm -hmm. what everybody at home is saying is, you know what, I don't know, man, these carriers, they don't care about that. They're just, when the market goes the other way, they're gonna put the screws on me, so I need to put the screws on them right now. And, and again, like, that's just a sign that you have the wrong capacity network. It's yeah. just, it just that, that's what we've seen time and again, is that it just tells you that you have the wrong capacity network. And so what, what this is an opportunity for you to do is go start, you know, go mm -hmm. rebuild that capacity network so that you have the right carriers, where again, the, the value that you're bringing and the relationship mm -hmm. that you've created with them is stronger than just that rate per mile that's being paid. So it's, that's not to and say that they're not going to raise the rates on you, right, Kev? Oh, exactly right. But, but that same sentiment, you can flip around back. We'll, yep. we'll go back to shippers, right? If your shippers are going to beat you down, yep, 100%. not going to not work with you, they don't want anything to do with you except a rate per mile, you're working with the wrong shippers. You, you, know, you have the wrong customer base, and you're not going to be able to grow that to the extent that you want to grow. There's a place for those shippers and those carriers in your business. There absolutely mm -hmm. is. But you need to understand the right place where they fit. And they're not core customers and they're not yeah. core carriers. There's right? the reason why there's, uh, there's a, a place in the field for a 50 to 1 horse. It rounds out the field. Absolutely. And that's it. Absolutely. And you're going to need to work with them and you should treat them with respect. You should do all of the right things mm -hmm. again because that's who you are. Right? That's who you are as a business. That's what you espouse. But that's where you've got to be really strategic about your business. And again, thinking about it a lot more like a stock portfolio, right? Risk profile is just mm -hmm. one part of thinking about your business like a stock portfolio. It's also yield and return. It's yield and return and it's churn. And it's short term. The diversification 100%. is the churn because everything churns. Yep. 
and you should be prepared for it. And are you looking at a, are you looking at short term rates of return? Are you looking at mm-hmm. long term rates of return? Right. If I want a short term rate of return, I'm going to buy more Dogecoin like donor told me to do. But if I'm looking for a long term return, I'm going to keep going buying Vanguard. <laughs> but I'm, but the reality is, what I'm actually doing is I'm going to do both. I'm going to do both. It's just a matter of how much I do in one or the other. And the same is true on the carrier side. The same is true on the customer yeah. side. Absolutely. And but you put, what, 90% of your, your, your savings into Dogecoin, right? Oh, uh, absolutely. I put, oh, of course. Yeah, I mean, when it, was at, when it was at 37 cents a coin, I put everything in there, 100%, you know, because that seemed like the right move. But it does, yes. But, the, like, but to just to that point, right, I mean, we're, we're talking about we, all we can work towards is, you know, a carrier and customer portfolio that treats us the same way we're trying to treat them to meet our ends. And so if you, yes, your carriers are going to come back to you and they're going to ask you for a rate increase in the future when the, when the market moves the other day. But it's, it's how, it's in what way, it's in what manner. Is it a threat or is it a collaborative experience just like I said before? Hey, rates went from 900 to 1,000 and your carrier is going to call you and say, listen, I need to be at 950 now. The, the market's at 1,000, mm-hmm. but I'm going to be at 950, and here's why. And then they're saying the same thing back to you. You're making 50 more dollars than you were. You know, you're, you're making 50 more dollars than mm-hmm. if you had to go find another carrier, and I'm making 50 more dollars, and it's worth it. Both of those trade-offs are worth it for me. And that's what you're looking for in the capacity network, just like that's what you're looking for in the customer network as well. Exactly right. And, and the market, I, I think the market is turning. I mean, I, I certainly think that the, the market's turning. It could be a long-term term. It could be an economic recession. It could be a freight recession. It could be anything. But, but volatility is here. Let's put it that way. Volatility is here. And as a freight broker, you should be able to, to play the volatility. That, because if you can't play the volatility, you're not going to, to, to make it as a broker. I mean, really. that's ultimately I mean, the point. Like, we spend too much. In many respects, like, trucking companies need to think about it a lot, right? Because the mm-hmm. fixed, it's a riskier business from a fixed overhead perspective yeah. right from a from a from a leverage perspective mm-hmm. what have you but as an intermediary uh it's figure trying to forecast whether rates broadly are going to increase or decrease mm-hmm. is a fool's errand if you're focusing on doing these things and you have the right information and you have the right micro information right what's happening on this lane today what's happening on this lane in the next three days you can't be sure nothing's a crystal ball, but from a predictive perspective, high confidence interval, I think this is going to happen. Mm-hmm. We spend way too much time worrying about whether rates are going to go up or down. We just spend way too much time on that. And so now we need to figure that out at a macro level, certainly so we can build that book the right way. But on a day-to-day decision-making basis, on from making take decisions on mm-hmm. tenders to bidding out spot freight, it's all about speed of information. We should stop worrying about are they going to go up or are they going to go down and focus on these discrete activities that are exactly the same regardless of its inflationary or deflationary rate environment. And you're exactly right. But I f- usually am, so that's fair. Uh, yeah. Maybe not exactly right. Yeah, that, and but, I'm, but, I'm usually not, so, you know. <laughs> I, will, I will give this word of warning out to, to all the, 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 the freight brokers who started after the pandemic started. Yeah, totally. It's like you, uh, we, we're going to hit, and it's probably going to come very soon. Uh, an environment that is unlike anything you've seen. Yeah. And if you haven't been doing things the right way, then it's a race to the bottom. And, how and, are, and that's what you're going to get caught into this trap. Yeah. If you don't, if you don't plan and prepare for the volatility and capitalize on it, you are going to be at a race to the bottom of, of rates. rates. 100%. And so as leaders, 
as oh yeah, as leaders, why well, yeah, you said that so confidently. Kevin. Well, I know. You know, those are, those are hard lessons to learn. They're really hard lessons yes. to learn, and that's why as leaders, you know, one of the keys is: are you measuring the right things within your business? You, I mean, Peter's been on the on these shows. I've been on these shows. Uh, uh, other folks on our organization have been on these shows, and what we, you know, we've said over and over again: if you didn't grow in the last two years, you messed up. Like, oh, you there's really no, messed up. There's no two ways about it. You yeah. just messed up. And usually I use a much harsher word than that, as you know. But you messed up. And so if you grew, it was like falling out of a, bo- uh, uh, a boat and hitting water. Congratulations. So how are you measuring whether or not your success over the last few years is the type of success you were going for, is sustainable success, that your people are doing the right thing? So. This is also a time as you're thinking about strategic planning, as you're thinking about, if you are concerned about a deflationary rate environment, what are you looking at? What are the tools, what are the metrics you're looking at to tell yourself whether or not you've built a good business or you've just built a book over the last couple of years? And, and that's really key, I think, for leaders and organizations to be thinking about at all times, but, but definitely now if you think it's going to deflate. Well, I'm going to go back to Warren Buffett. One of my favorite quotes, right? You never know who's swimming naked until the tide goes out. And we're about to see, in 2022, we're gonna see the tide go out on on the 3PL industry. And we are going to see, in 2022, into 2023, not not just 3PL industry, but also the carrier asset-based side. Who's done it right, and who's just been along for the ride. Yeah, absolutely. It'll be very interesting. And I think, you know, one of the the next topics to talk about is how, how do you measure whether or not you did a a good business. How did you? How do you? How do you measure that? But it we don't is. have time for that today. Well, you know, and if you really want to know, you can just contact Ryan Schreiber yeah. directly, and he'll he'll tell you whether you like to know or not. <laughs> how do they contact? I'll you? tell you all kinds of things, whether you'd like to know them or not. And one of those is how to get in touch with me. So yes. I appreciate you setting that up. Yeah, you guys. I, you know, everybody can find me here on Freight Waves. I have a monthly segment on Freight Waves now every Thursday, or sorry, uh, last Thursday of the month, third Thursday of the month. I don't know, Kaylee. What is it? No. Uh, <laughs> Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn, obviously, Ryan Schreiber, uh, on Twitter, underscore user prime. Uh, and uh, you can always email me, uh, rschreiber at metaphora.net, not .com, .net. Oh. So check us out. Hey, great having you in. That's great yeah. Thanks, being man. in the studio here in Chattanooga. That's all we have for today. See you later. Yep. I got friends, only want to talk business. I got expensive, because we expensive. Yeah. I got expensive, because we expensive. I've been getting all the work. I've been getting all the work. And I've been shutting down the stars.